Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Diaries of the High Achievers podcast, a podcast where we elevate the well-being of the ambitious non-conformers by showing you how to gain it all without losing it all. It's your host, your boy, Corey Singleton, alongside OPS. What's going on, Ops? Hey. Hey, Corey. How are you feeling right now? Um, I am not feeling myself. Definitely overcoming from being sick, but we're good, though. We're good. Um, All in all, I mean, I really can't complain. I really can't complain. I think the biggest thing for me is getting back into routine, um, especially my sleep schedule. Like, I was doing so well. I was on a circadian rhythm and uh, just getting right. But, um, yeah, we're going to be all right. Routine is everything. It's everything, but then it's not at the same time. You're using those big words today. It's early for that. <laughs> no, I, I hear you. I hear you. OPS, come on, man. Come on. I hear you. I'm feeling expectant. You're professional now. I ain't trying to start with you today. <laughs> no, but I'm feeling expectant. I feel like, and I was thinking this in the car when I was driving yesterday, like I feel like I am about to start another personal momentum journey, and I want to start another personal momentum journey or like climb, like ascension thing, and um, yeah, I'm just, I'm very expectant of it. I'm, I'm, and I'm place where I'm like ready to run and really like hunker down on the things that I'm focusing on for Q2 and yeah just kill it I like that I like that yeah so our episode for today we're gonna be talking about something that impacts us all and if you don't think this impacts you I'm gonna let you know now you're playing yourself okay um, and that is option fatigue or decision fatigue Corey is this something that you've been experiencing a lot recently not as much recently, but I have in the past, though, for sure. For sure. Mm. Yeah, I just get on social media and I'm instantly met with option fatigue <laughs> for those who wonder why I'm not as active as I used to be. Um, it's exhausting. But option or decision fatigue is really like that layer of complexity to everyday choices that we face. And they're often unnecessary layers of complexity, especially when like we think of modern times and how many options and choices and decisions we have. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, and not only does it wear on us emotionally, like I was talking about when I log into social media, I just automatically want to get off again, but it makes us harder to exercise self-control. And that's one thing like, you know, when I'm impacted by option fatigue, I know I feel off, but sometimes it's hard identifying what exactly I feel off about. And that's one of the things like when you're met with option fatigue, it's harder to exercise self-control and it wears you out slowly. It's kind of like you're slowly hitting this lull zombie mode or like this drifting phase. You remember Corey from the book Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. He talks about drifters. Like I feel like consistent like option fatigue exposure to me like makes me start to hit like this drifter lull kind of zombie phase which I don't like I don't like how I feel when I'm in that phase um, because it's very depleting and it makes me more passive and I just don't like it and you know when you're also hit with option fatigue it can make you more impulsive too and it can make you feel when you do feel emotions make them make you feel them more strongly and make you more susceptible to bias because you're just so worn out and your body is like working overtime your mind's working overtime to actually make a decision um so if you feel like you've been in like this either this creative stuck loop or just this mode of life where you're just stuck, like you just feel stuck and you're like, why do I feel stuck? How do I get unstuck? Um, you might be experiencing option or decision fatigue. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about 
like how can you minimize and manage your option fatigue so you're able to make the decisions you need to make and move forward and have progress in your life. So Corey, I know when we were talking about option fatigue before we started recording, you had a couple stories you wanted to share. So what has your experience with option fatigue, decision fatigue been like? Mm, I actually kind of didn't have an exact story to share per se, but um, just a couple scenarios, you know, like job offers, you know, um, that was something that um, can be an option fatigue, you know, whether if you want to get on social media and participate in content creation, because everybody is doing it nowadays, um, whether or not you want to build a brand, right, because we know how important that can be as well. But um, when it comes to decision making for me, and not partaking on what everybody else is doing, just knowing what's important to me, and how can that serve me? I think that comes down to everything whenever you're making decisions, like, is what you're about to do serving you in a greater purpose like do you see the value behind what it is that you're doing not just doing it just because everybody else is kind of doing it so um option fatigue i try to just keep the things real minimum for the things that i would want to do for myself um excuse me because i feel like the more options we have don't necessarily help us and social media has definitely misconstrued the idea of having you know options and things like that on social media or in our lives so um yeah, that's like one of the biggest things for me, though. Um, I'm always asking myself, how can this better serve me before I even make a decision? Like that is one of the main questions that I ask myself to get those results that I'm seeking um, when it comes to making better decisions. No, I love that. I love that. And when you're thinking about like, okay, for people who might not be at that place of self-awareness just yet, where they're able to really think about how does something serve them or really take the time to take a step back and figure out, okay, what are they feeling fatigued about? How can they, you know, change this? I wanted to give um, our listeners some helpful, practical tips on minimizing or managing option fatigue, because here's the reality. In the world we live in, it's only going to get worse unless we learn how to manage it and minimize it for ourselves. And for each of us, that can look a little bit differently, but I want to share some general uh, tips and tricks and practical tools you can use to kind of have this self-reflection with yourself um, to figure out how you can manage your option fatigue and not get stuck, like I mentioned earlier, in like the zombie-like drifter state where you're, you know, more passive or more impulsive and just feel drained all the time. So the first thing I wanted to share, there's going to be four things, but the first thing I wanted to share was quality sleep. And when I say quality sleep, I don't mean quantity sleep because Corey, I'm sure you can attest, you can sleep for a long time, but if that sleep is not good sleep, (laughs) nothing really, you know, helps you out, right? So you know the whole saying, like, let me sleep on it. Some decisions, like allow yourself time to get a quality good night's rest before making that decision because it's giving your brain time to reset so you're able to tackle the challenge tackle the the options that you do have tackle the scenario with a fresher more rested brain the second thing i want you all to automate these simple small or routine choices that you make in your life you know in season one Corey and i talked about routines and we've talked about things that we've automated and so i want to bring that back full circle like that can actually help you with option fatigue because it's less options less decisions your brain has to make which helps your brain be more focused and productive on decisions that you do need to focus on making so one example is wardrobe in season i believe it was season 
maybe it was top of the season two when we were talking about minimalism. I talked about for a period of my life, I was wearing all black or white t-shirts and jeans. I option, <laughs> I automated my wardrobe and wore the same thing nearly every day because I was in a period of my life where I had to make so many big decisions. I was extremely busy. I was trying to be productive. I had all these things on my plate and I needed to eliminate the amount of choices that were not that important to me so I could focus on the things that were more important. And for me, like wearing all black was an easy decision. I wake up, here's a black top, here's some black pants or skirt or a black dress or whatever. I'm I'm already out the door, ready for my day, right? So that was an example of one thing I automated, but there's other things you can automate. You can automate the breakfast that you make. And I don't mean like literally have a machine make it for you. But when you think about highly productive people, they're normally eating the same thing for breakfast every day. They might be eating usually the same thing for snacks, probably lunch, and maybe switch up their dinners, right? So those are a couple of examples of automating small, simple routine choices that you're making. So it's less decision making your brain has to make. The third thing, get a trusted friend to gut check you. Get people that you know to serve as your counsel for your decision-making process and people who really know you, know your heart, know what you're wanting to achieve in your life so they can help act as guardrails. I like to use the frame guardrails when you're stuck on decision-making or you're feeling dreamed about decision-making and be able to remind you about what you know is most important for you. And the fourth thing, pace yourself. I know as high achievers, we want to move a thousand miles per hour. We want to get there already. You know, on our our last week's episode, our last interview, when we were talking to Joshua, you know, he was challenging us all, I feel like, on, you know, not being so outcome focused, but really learning to enjoy the process. So learn how to pace yourself. Give yourself room to pace yourself, whether it's you're breaking up your to-do list and quarters for the day. So like, I'm just going to only do this one thing this morning and then this afternoon I'm going to do these other two things versus doing them all at once or you know giving yourself time in between making big decisions so your brain has time to rest pace yourself pace yourself pace yourself so those are four tips that I want to share with you all to help you minimize or manage your option fatigue in your life and feel free to pull from those as you see fit for your own personal life and there might be other ones as well that you would add to the list um Because what I ultimately want for all of our listeners, like, I want you all to feel like you have, that you are operating at a peak performance, but I want that peak performance to be able to last a long time. I don't want that peak performance for you to be like one week or two weeks. I want you to be able to really get in a rhythm of success and feeling like that personal momentum and almost feeling like you're skating. Like it's like this, you know what I'm talking about, Corey? It's almost like you have like, like, like this high in a way of just being in this productive zone of achieving but doing it in a healthy way i want that for each and every single one of you so that's that's our combo for today option fatigue is a real thing we hear you we feel you we see you but there are ways to help minimize and manage it and hopefully this was able to help you so with that we're going to go ahead into our ptr pause to refresh and this is where we take a moment to reflect on what we've learned and what we're applying in our lives Corey, what did you take from this conversation Mm, uh pacing yourself right pacing yourself with the decisions that you're making taking a step back to really understand what's going on and how how can the decisions that you're making today 
really benefits you in the long run. But uh, the paradox of choice, you know, I think a lot of people sleep on the idea of that, but it's a real thing. And it's becoming a concern in our modern world where we're kind of manipulated to believe that we have way more decisions than what's actually in front of us. And like I said earlier, having more options doesn't necessarily always help us. Um, but again, knowing how can this decision that you're about to make better serve you, I think it's game changer. <clears throat> yeah, like having more of an abundance of option actually requires more effort to make a decision and can have us leaving unsatisfied, right, in our own choice and our own decisions of what we're making. So uh, when the number of choices increases, so does the difficulty of knowing what is really best for us. That right there is a gem. That's game changer. So uh, what about you, OPS? Yeah, I love that, Corey. And I, I love what you said, like, how can this better serve me? when you're making a decision or when you're deciding to decide on something, because <laughs> I think that's another layer, like not to overwhelm people. But I love how you said that, like focusing on, you know how you say, keep the main thing, the main thing. I think this is another way that you're saying it. Like, how can this serve me? How can, how can this decision help me keep the main thing, the main thing? So I really like that you said that. I might have to put that on a shirt. Do it. I support, I support. Um, so we're going to go ahead and go into our do better segment family, this is when we talk about cultural moments, things that are happening in our world right now that we can all learn from. So Corey had a very interesting take on this. Normally, this is me doing the Do Better segment, but I wanted to give Corey a moment to talk about a story that's I think is going to be a learning lesson for all of us. Yeah, so there's value behind not quitting expeditiously. Um, because if you don't know, T.I., the rapper, um, he had a he had a very well-known podcast for a hot minute, but then he quit. He stopped. And um, the moral or the teaching behind it is understanding before you do something, know what it is that you're doing and don't look for the quick results, but find value in it in, in the long term. Right. Like podcasting is a long term game. Um, sometimes we, we, we look at all these other people on social media who's kind of doing what it is they want to do, create a platform for themselves. And we're just looking at the results and we're like, dang, like, why can't we do that? Right. Um, that's the same thing that happened with T.I. T.I. got into the podcasting game and he started looking at his peers of Joe Budden, um, and a couple other people who were, you know, basically rappers doing the podcasting thing and seeing the, the sponsorships and the ads and the money they were getting, but he wasn't getting any of the results. So basically he quit doing the podcasting and, uh, you know, it's just one of those things, man. Like don't quit expeditiously. That's catchy. That's catchy within itself. But again, understand, understand the long-term value behind the things that you're doing, um, will better help suit you and understanding what it is you're doing now. So, um, that's a little quick, little gym. I, th I think, I think there's value behind that. And we can also just take that lesson and apply it to other areas of our lives. Absolutely. Because Corey, you know, I was just thinking about this this morning as we were getting ready to record, like we're a little bit over halfway through season two, but I feel like, wow, like this season has been taking a very long time. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, like what are the fruits that we're going to see from season two? Um, and then I had to remind myself, okay, it's not just about the outcome, but we committed to being in this process. Like when we decided to do this podcast, we committed to a process of building this podcast and making something that we had envisioned. So, um, so for me to be thinking that, and then for you to share the story and this news with me, um, I thought it was like a really cool learning lesson moment for me. Like, yeah, Alicia, like, remember, 
remember why you're doing this in the first place. And I feel like for going back to option fatigue, because the world tells us that we need to be doing all these things, we need to be investing and in stocks and in real estate and in NFTs and in crypto and making $40,000 a day online, whatever the case may be. I feel like that's an option fatigue within itself. And when we start doing something without knowing why are we starting in the first place, what is this all for? It can be very, we can very easily be lost and get lost in all of the sauce. So I love that you shared that story. Nope, that's it. That's it. We can end the episode right there because that's that's everything, especially with all the information that's going on out here. Um, that's crazy, though, for real. Because like I know we both been through that. We're like, all right, well, what's two, what's two to three things that we're gonna focus on this year? Is it crypto? Is it NFTs? Is it you know trying to get real estate? Da 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 da. And it's just like, damn. Like let me let me sit back. Let me just kind of relax, you know. Um, but yeah, that's really how it is, and especially with all the other new clips, videos, and everything that's on social media. You just see everybody doing everything, man. But at the end of the day, you just got to stick to what's really best for you. So, OPS, what you got for uh, Get Your Life? Take us home. Close us out. I mean, I was going to say something else for Get Your Life, but I feel like that was the Get Your Life segment. Like, remember why you are starting. Remember why you're doing something in the first place. Because when things get long, when things get hard, when things get exhausting, if you don't have a why, if you don't remember why you started in the first place, it's going to be very easy to get lost. So, And I don't want that for you. I'm sure Corey does not want that for you. Um, you know, we want to see you all succeeding and excelling in a holistic, healthy, productive way. So... That's it. That's all we got for you in this episode for today. Remember to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Make sure you leave a rating and a review because you are amazing, awesome, lovely people. And uh, yeah, remember to share with us like how these episodes are helping you. If you have um, someone in your life that you know will really benefit from this, maybe they're exhausted, maybe they're drained, maybe they feel stuck in life right now, and maybe they are experiencing option or decision fatigue, like share this episode with them. I feel like this will really help bless their lives and give them some tools to help them get unstuck. And that's ultimately what we want, right? We want not only ourselves to thrive, but the people around us that we care about to thrive. So with that being said, we'll see you next time. Diary, diary, my diary